listening to the strongest podcast on the internet, the Gym Life Podcast with Mighty Joe and the world's most average man, Robbie Millar. It's time to flex and be entertained. The Gym Life Podcast starts right now. All right, welcome everybody to the Gym Life Podcast, live on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. Um, we are... Uh, a week past our last one or two weeks past our last podcast, we took a week off last week for a clash on the coast, or at least I did. Uh, Robbie took a week off just to, well, take a week off, I guess. But in any case, uh, we're here today for you live at seven o'clock on Wednesdays. And of course, we're going to talk a lot about clash. So those of you out there, Tammy, Joe, I'm going to, I'm going to name you specifically bear with us one more week. Uh, because we got a lot to talk about. We had a great time or I did anyhow down at the clash on the coast. So we're going to have a good conversation about that. Maybe to some people's surprise, not all good. Maybe a little bit of bad. Uh, I guess you'll have to stick around and find out. So do a little house cleaning for you to start. Facebook, IG, Instagram, or Instagram, Facebook. Um, you know where to find us, the Gym Life Media, Gym Life Podcast. Also, too, uh, we're, we're going to do a uh, USAPL live event, a live stream this week uh, down in Dearborn, Michigan for the USAPL uh, Ladies of Iron, which is a 12-state show. Um, simultaneously done on the same day, which of course is going to be Saturday the 30th. And this live stream is going to be uh, updated scoreboard. I think that's the way it's working. Is that the way it works? Updated scoreboard? Yep. Updated scoreboard. So they're going to do kind of one scoreboard to combine these 12 different states, roughly 600 competitors. Uh, we're going to do a live stream for the Michigan portion of that. And we're going to be able to uh, get out, get that out to you folks who are interested in seeing that here in Michigan in particular. Uh, and of course, anywhere else, if powerlifting uh, these women in the USAPL interest you or not. So in any case, we're looking forward to doing that. Woo! Fixed that. Got it? What was it? Yeah, well, I forgot to put the battery in the camera and turn it on. <laughs> That's why we've been off two weeks. Yeah. And you know, every time Robbie does shit like that, it throws me off. My energy goes. But okay. I got you, yeah. I got in you. any case, uh, we... Uh, yeah, we, we've got that all hooked up. It's been a couple weeks since we've been here, guys. Uh, but in any case, we're kind of moving in the right direction now. We're going to be live every Wednesday night moving forward all the way until probably we go up north uh, for the Great Lakes, uh, which you've been working on kind of getting that live stream together because that stuff's sneaking up on us pretty quick. Yep, still working on it. Um, we've got a lot, of, uh, a lot of things to work out, but basically we, you know, just... Having four, we're going to have four cameramen. Cameras are going to be moving. We're going to be doing four live streams at the same time. Um, it's going to be just a, a, just a big project. Um, and I'm kind of going to coordinate it all from the computer. And uh, fingers crossed everything goes well. So we're just picking up extra stuff here, getting ready for that. And in, in constant contact with, with George. I haven't been in the last week or so as much because my new job. But um, working with him, we're looking at other live streams, seeing what we like, what we don't like. Um, to make sure that we kind of get the best product for, for George um, and also for the guys that are going to be watching and competing. So um, a lot of work going into that. But, yeah, that's going to be – I'm super excited about it. Really, really fucking nervous, but super yeah, excited yeah, about well, it. <laughs> I, yeah, it's a big venture. But uh, in any case, I know we'll cross our T's and dot our I's. I mean, that's sneaking up on us, but I think we still got about six months before we have to get that done. Uh, in the meantime, we can work out the kinks at some of these USAPL shows. If there are any, Gina, don't worry. We'll get this done. A <laughs> little bit easier for production, a couple cameras, a little bit of commentary. So. Yeah, it's actually going to be just a little bit different because um, we're doing the live commentary, which we're not doing at the Georgia True. show just yep. because it's, it doesn't really work in the way that we're going to do it. Um, hopefully, maybe next year we'll, we'll try to do live commentary at Georgia's show too. Yeah, um, yeah. It'll, it'll require a lot more production, but this will kind of be the test to see how that goes. 
And then uh, if that goes well, then maybe we'll we'll work with George in producing the whole thing next year, which we're actually going to talk about a little bit today when we talk yeah. about Clash on yeah. the Coast yeah, so or how that works. So Absolutely. That was quite a spectacle to watch that. Um, yeah. So anyhow, we'll uh, we'll get to that here in a minute. I wanted to make mention that in uh, and, and kind of an apology, really, I want to send this out to a lot of guys that are listening and gals that are listening and watching us on YouTube, that I had a, a guest coming on and I, I made a big deal out of it. Her name was Marissa Andrews. She was an IFBB pro wellness girl. She was supposed to do an interview with us an hour ago. And as it goes, I wasn't going to say much about this, but I'm going to say something about it. No, it doesn't even matter. It, it's it. right. I, I don't think I'm crucifying the girl, but it just caught me by surprise. And I think I owe my listeners an apology. I mean, this is what happened. This is the first time this is, and I'm still kind of like, just I can't believe it actually happened because what we witnessed with this is let's pray to God, not the the mentality moving forward as with pro athletes in these lifting sports, right? That, yeah. that we all look to in our gym lives and go, man, good for you. Kudos, you know, mm-hmm. and, and thanks for representing us kind of thing. Right. Marissa got a hold of me yesterday, one day prior to the interview, after talking to her for three weeks. And she said to me, and I thought joking, she says, can I get the address to the podcast room? I said, yeah, sure. No problem. She says, I want to calculate the cost for you or however she said it in her, in her message. Mm-hmm. I gave her the address and I thought about it for a minute and I thought, wait a second, was she being serious? Calculate what? Like, like what are we talking about here? So I asked her, I got back with her and she said, yeah, I pay, you have to pay me $300 plus a dollar per mile to tra- travel to your podcast to do it. Of course, I just told you about this. Yep. Yep. So 500 bucks basically to have this new IFBB pro who just won a pro card, I don't know, a couple months back to come on the show to do an interview. Right. Now, listen, guys, I really wish we made a lot of money here and we were Joe Rogan. We don't make any money. And as beautiful and as talented as Marissa is, right. she ain't worth 500 fucking dollars, I'm going to tell you right now. I, I mean, she might be, but we, I mean, we, what happened was we got big-timed, man. But, you know, everyone's got their own thing, and, and I'm not going to knock anybody for definitely trying to make a living doing what you love to do. No, and that's where I'm on the stuff, fence, right? right? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, um, it is um, there is a, there is a part of every pro athlete I think that kind of owes it to the fans to give back a little yes. bit. Yes. Um, because it's because of them that you're a pro athlete. So there's a little give and take. Um, obviously, you know, if if she's you know going you know to do you know some sort of like expo or or whatever or speaking engagement like obviously get paid sure, to do that absolutely um coming on your local podcast when you're a local IFBB pro maybe it's not the place to charge the mileage maybe yeah or the appearance fee but yeah, yeah, yeah it's it caught me by surprise because i yeah. think we can all agree that when you have platforms like this it's really more valuable or an op- opportunity there's value behind the networking of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, not the idea that we have tens of thousands of listeners, but, you know, we have a fair number of listeners, certainly here in the Midwest. Right. And it's, there's got to be some value behind that to some people. So I reached out to a few of my IFBB friends and I said, have you ever heard of anything like this? <laughs> like thinking maybe we're just not understanding the game changing right now. Right. And none of them did. They're like, yeah, that's that seems to be really out of line. So. In any case, no hard feelings, but uh, I want to apologize to our listeners because I'm out there advertising we're going to have this girl on our show for three straight weeks. And up until the last day, I knew nothing about this so-called appearance fee and mileage that I was supposed to pay her. In hindsight, I would say to her management, I'm sure if she has some or if she doesn't, 
Uh, you might want to point that out when somebody first calls you about an interview right. and not wait to the last fucking day to tell them. Yeah, so. there's definitely a little bit of tact in doing oh, those boy. things, right? Um, you know, kind of figuring out how that works. And, you know, she's probably learning it too. So uh, I give a little bit of grace, but... I do too. You yeah. know, hey, listen, I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things that it's like, you know, you kind of have to weigh it, right? Like I said, if you're if you're... I don't know, Ronnie Coleman or somebody maybe, you know. Yeah, but, but you're going, probably going on the Rogan experience or something, right, which yeah. they've got a budget for that Sure, shit, for sure. Know? That's I mean, kind of what I was getting at. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, so. there's a place for it, like in the top 1%. But any, anyhow, maybe we just let on that we do such a great production here that apparently we're making money hand over fist. Yeah, well, people think we're super famous. Right. And we're not. Well, right. Super, yeah, super yeah. duper famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get it all yeah. the time. Every, you they know, stop I, you on the street and shit. Yeah. And kissing babies. and Honestly, yeah. you know, know shaking, yeah. shaking babies and, and kissing hands and, and stuff. stuff whatever. whatever. Yeah, 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 right. I mean, it did happen yeah. once or right. twice, honestly, but it was. Right. It was oh, I know it did. Scale. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> They're yeah. like, oh, you do that podcast. Yeah. I was like, really? That was the weirdest As they were talking to me. So, yeah, we love that Robbie guy. The fuck am I, chop liver? I don't get it, but that apparently, because nobody drove down to uh, yeah to clash with you. I'm still crying about that. By that the way. was the weirdest moment of my career so far. <laughs> so that that was kind of topic number one, I guess. I just wanted to bring that up, and I guess apparently the topic uh, would be called divas in sports. I don't fucking know, but you know, there's always one. Always I guess I guess we found her, but uh, in any case, maybe we'll get a budget someday, and we'll call Marissa up, and anyhow. All right, so the big topic of the week or I should say the day of the week was the clash on the coast. Yeah. And, um, I, as you know, I drove down there by myself. Was, were you by yourself? I was Joe? by myself. Okay. Let me tell you, a man can do a lot of thinking when he does a 14 hour drive oh, by himself. I know. So I thought about this show. I'll oh, tell I you know. that. I'm sure on the you way came back. up with all kinds of all stuff. All kinds of shit. Yeah. hundred percent. As I was going, as I was delusional driving through the mountains in the middle of the night. Right. But, uh, so yeah, I went down there, as you know, and it was, it was uh, a pretty cool experience for sure. Listen, first off South Carolina, that Hilton Head Island. Oh, it, I love that area. Oh my God. First yeah. time I've been there, man. What a really first time. And it, I, I'd go back for sure. I, I was calling yeah. my wife up saying, this is a real cool spot, mm -hmm. but where their location was at the beach house, they called it, which is the beach house resort. There's a tiki bar, which is really cool. They had live music on behind that. And and there was this main beach walkway. I'm drawing a picture for you guys that couldn't get down there for this. And I encourage you to get to this, whether it's this location or any other in the future, because it's worth a watch. Uh, the location of it was right next to the main beach path. So they were pulling they were pulling people off that path, or people were obviously seeing what was going on. So the spectators were in, in, in large numbers. Right. If you can visualize that kind of in a small area. Now, come to find out they were going to do it on the beach. It didn't happen. Apparently, there's a lot of sand had washed away, so they couldn't build the platform they wanted. So they did it in a side parking lot, kind of just to the side of the structure, oh. side of the build. But it was nice. Hey, listen, if yeah. you saw it on I'm the pay-per-view, sure. yeah. yeah. it was still decent. Sure, it was great. So the location was great. The production of it really blew my mind. And you and I had a brief chat about that because the production of it, ESPN, ADL was there. They were working side by side in this you know, for a guy like me that's not very technically savvy, I was impressed. You know, you probably would have been drooling on some of this shit. It was pretty, I think that harness thing you were talking about, oh, pretty yeah. badass. So the production was really cool. And watching that coordination was real cool. Yeah. I mean, TJ and, and Anthony did a great job. Anthony and, and Laz were announcing it, of course, if you watch the live stream. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Matter of fact, that was ESPN I think they were announcing for. If I Probably. Yeah, I think it was maybe. I, I didn't watch either of those live streams yet, or I will eventually. And then, of course, TJ, Anthony's partner, was kind of choreographing a lot of what was going on with the athletes. And ESPN had their crew there choreographing the camera work with TJ. It was really fun to watch kind of all this take place. Yeah. Uh, I was just amazed by it. And it really was sort of 
what you would expect from that type of setup and that in ESPN being on board, there's no disappointment. Now I understand talking to Anthony a little bit. There were some little things behind the scenes. He goes, it wasn't perfect. I said, well, that was pretty damn good because right. I didn't notice it. And I don't think anybody else did. And of course, like you or anybody else who would run a pay-per-view or a live stream or a live event like that, you're probably going to notice little hiccups. Nobody else is going to notice. Yeah. Anyhow, so. Yeah. Anytime you're running the show, you notice the things that nobody else notices yeah. And, yeah. and they're huge to you. Right. And you're pouring sweat to correct yeah. it, you know? That's why when we talked about the ADL Live thing, when he lost the internet and everybody kind of beat him up, I'm like, believe me, that dude's beating himself up yeah. plenty over that. Right, right. Um, obviously, that didn't happen. But I, I think a lot of people don't understand, and I'm a big advocate for, you know, getting ESPN involved and back involved in Strongman again on a, on a bigger scale. Yep. Um, things like that because i think it's a great spectator sport i honestly do i think we've talked about changes that need to happen but i think it's a great spectator sport but people don't understand the amount of coordination that goes into these little shows that you see on television you know uh, when it's a live sport it's event. really no different i don't think so take yeah. so take take you know clash on the coast now and scale that up to the super bowl Right, oh, right, like, right. I get what you're saying. I mean, yeah, like, it's yeah. just, it, it, it grows exponentially. You add an extra lane, you add an extra, anything like that. Right, it it right. quadruples the work and coordination. It's not like, well, we're just doing one live stream. We could do two live streams that literally quadrupled the work just to do a second live stream, you know? So that's kind of one of the things that we got coming up, right? It's like, it's, it's going to be a lot of work. And um, it, when, when we have ESPN come in, you know, there's a lot of coordination that has to go on between the 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 promoter of the show mm -hmm. anthony and espn and then also with adl live they're trying to do the live stream and all without affecting the athletes if possible right you know right. so there's and, a lot and that i paid close attention to that i was it, it, as i was allowed in kind of behind the scenes and liz chalet was right next to me i hung out with liz for a couple of days <laughs> which was a pleasure uh, beautiful person man had a lot of fun laughing with her and but in any case what i thought was interesting when i was thinking about the production of it was that you had ESPN there to basically film an event that they've never filmed before outside of maybe some of the old world strongest man stuff that they used to yeah, do. Yeah, right? but there's not a single person left at ESPN that did that. Oh, that's what I'm getting at. So it by itself, it wasn't the average, the typical football game or baseball right. game that they're used to coordinating and, and probably could do it in their sleep. Right. And then they had to work with and fixed camera positions. And, right, exactly. And, yeah. and how to do that around these events, yeah. right? And then, of course, they're working with a group of guys, volunteers that came from everywhere just to be a part of this. I was talking to a lot of them throughout the weekend. Mm -hmm. And these were guys and gals that were strong men and strong women that just wanted to be part of Clash that, you know, knew the sport well enough to be what you needed those guys. Of course, guys that knew the sport well enough to know how to set up these apparatus, get them in place for these athletes because they, too, themselves train on this stuff. Right. Very important. But so you're taking a group of volunteers that don't know each other in large part. Yep. You're taking ESPN that doesn't know the sport in large part. And then, of course, you're taking these athletes that know exactly what they need to do to get the job done and don't want to be corrupted by something going wrong. Yeah, we don't give a – as an athlete, we don't give a shit what you're recording. That's right. Get the <laughs> fuck out of my way. I got yeah. shit to do, right? All these guys were yeah. there for business. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. So to have all these different intangibles kind of take place at the same time and to have it go off without a hitch in that respect – uh, kudos to the, the production, 100%. It was awesome to watch, and they got it done. The only thing they probably regret, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit, and we'll get back and talk about it, was the the the, uh, the record breakers event at the end of that first night, mm -hmm. and or the end of the yeah the end of the first night. Yeah, anyhow, one of the nights. I can't remember now. It's a blur. I, I wasn't drinking that much, but it's a blur. 
they did the record breakers and they had a bunch of different apparatuses at one time kind of going. So they pan here to pan here to pan here in between breaks or I got two minutes kind of thing. And I was paying attention to Hannah Lindsay. She was getting ready to break the stone. Mine, there's right. some better, there's some cool record breakers went on that. Uh, was it Nick Myers broke the, the circus dumbbell guys, right. a 90 guy went two fifty two on a certain fucking huge. Right. Right. That was awesome to see. Uh, but I was watching a Hannah getting ready to break this 400 pound stone. Right. And, Every time she'd get ready and she's over my, getting her mindset right, tacking up, <clears throat> warming up, ESPN would go, two minutes, two minutes, we'll get you going, two minutes. She'd come back over in two minutes and then they'd say, four more minutes, four more minutes. And she'd go back and warm up. Right. This fucking went on for a good 20 minutes. And I'm not telling anybody anything they didn't know if they were there, including Anthony and TJ. It was just one of those situations that kind of occurred that you wouldn't have known unless you tried it. Mm -hmm. And I can honestly say that I think everybody came away from that going, eh, next time we have a record breakers, maybe we don't you know, do it this way, or maybe we just, maybe we just don't do it at all. Yeah. Unless it's by itself a standalone event, I right. guess. So, yeah. And that's one of the things that George and I have been talking about when it comes to, you know, great lakes is that like timing on those things is very hard to pull off. That's why when we were talking yeah. about doing the four lanes, it was like, how do we time all this stuff? And are we going to run into switching lanes and things like that? Because there's intangibles that are always going to come up great lakes clash on the coast anything that any live stream is involved with we have a plan and then and any promoter without a live stream there's a plan there's and a plan. then things sure. happen and we start moving people to get the events moving faster or whatever and now you have to add in the element of a production company or a production team how am i going to figure out how to shoot that real right. quick on the fly with the least amount of impact um and the truth is there's always some there's even in the professional sports that they, that they shoot every day you know, they shoot 162 games of baseball a day and you still see them miss cues and things like that. Sure, There'll be a sure. camera on that's not supposed yeah. to be on. And it's, it's just, it's tough to do. Well, well, I will say this. It, they, they hit it out of the park, sure. baseball pun intended. <laughs> they really did. Right. I, even though there were these moments, especially during the record breakers where you've seen it, there's some sweat going yeah. on. People are going, Oh shit, this isn't going right. And it's not looking good either. It got done it, it, without a hitch, and, and Hannah was humble as hell. And uh, you know, they did a she did a great interview at the end there. And I wish I would have I wish I'd have recorded it. I, I'm gonna go back to watch it, and hopefully they they didn't edit it out. Um, you know, she's very grateful for the opportunity. So in in the end, you know, that was a little bit of a hiccupy type of situation. But come to find out, and I don't know if this is true or not, and we'll get some more information this week. Uh, after talking to Hannah the next day, I think Anthony at his new gym that he's got with AJ Dirks down there in Tennessee, they're going to do a standalone event to give her an opportunity to break that stone record. After all, I heard it was going to be in about two to three weeks. So that'll oh. be fun to watch. So cool. for everybody out there, that stone record is still going to go down and it's still going to go down by Hannah. I have no doubt. She's a fucking beast. Mm -hmm. And uh, if she would have just had the right circumstances there, we'd have witnessed it on live TV. Right. But in any case, so yeah. So moving on the lineup of these guys, you know, we're big fans of the 105 class here, as you, as I think the whole world is right now. Yeah, I think we've definitely talked about it enough. We have, everybody else does, and this was the culmination of all that discussion, right? Because going down there to Clash and witnessing the best 105s on the planet, minus Nick Camby, who unfortunately was injured and couldn't compete. Right. Uh, you know, out of everybody there, we all wanted to see him, but he wasn't able to make it. These guys were fucking amazing. I mean, every one of them in every qualifier leading up to the finals was amazing. Right. Uh, 
I, I can go and Tyler Young, just amazing. Michael Cogden, amazing. Daniel Hughes, amazing. Isaac Mays, amazing. Uh, you know, these guys, Matthew McKeegan from Ireland, uh, this guy's a sleeper. Uh, fucking sleeper. Yeah. 105, 900 pound fucking puller kind of guy. Uh, you know, just built like a brick shit house and tatted up like fucking what's his name from the MMA. Love it. Yeah, I mean, he's got the love right it. attitude going too, right? Yeah. These guys loved him. Uh, so they had a couple guys from Wales as well, and uh, great, well, let's see, Wales, uh, Ireland, uh, Nova Scotia. I mean, fuck, they reached around and got quite a few people. Canada, of course, represented. Isaac, of course, won, and and he was uh, from Canada. But the guys were awesome, and there was no surprise there that these this lineup was going to be every bit what everybody was talking about it would be. But you know what made that interesting? Not only did these guys compete their fucking asses off in the qualifier, five events. They came back the very next day to do five more events. So there was a two-show period, right? We, a lot of people don't think about that when they're thinking about the effort that these guys put in this show, especially the top 10 that qualified for the finals. Mm -hmm. I mean, they laid it all on the line to get there. And I get it. Some, some of them had an easier path than others, depending on what qualifying the group they were from. But none of them let the, the foot off the pedal, I can assure you of that. And then they come in the very next day to have to do five grueling events again right. in the sun. Uh, so these guys just killed it, man. It was a pleasure to, to watch every one of them. And to no disappointment that the 105ers, again, turned up the heat and proved to everybody on the fucking planet that these guys are legitimately the strongest class in strongmen. By sure. far. Oh, yeah. By fucking far. And, and you know what? The, the one event that I loved the most, and I posted it on our, on our Facebook, was that stone last man standing over bar yeah. 350 mm -hmm. pounds. Now, 350 pounds stone. Listen, a lot of guys out there who compete usually get to that fifth stone. It's somewhere between 350 and 380. Okay, and you're doing four lighter stones prior to that. In the pro classes, that fifth stone might get up to 400, 420. I'm not talking the, I'm not talking a, a Arnold Stone kind of thing. I'm talking a legitimate stone competition. Right. These guys were doing this shit 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 fucking times over a 52-inch bar, yep. a 350 stone. Yep. Last last event out of 10, by the way, because I just told you they did five the day before. And they destroyed it, man. If you haven't seen that video yet, we got it up on our, I'm sure it's everywhere. I wasn't the only one filming it, but we got it up on our YouTube. Uh, yeah, you just glued to it. You're just fucking glued to it for 23 minutes. Right. That was some serious fucking fun watching those guys load the stone. And you talk about doing it to the very end. Last man standing is the right word to use. Standing, yeah. bro. Matt oh, McKeegan yeah. fucking fell down. I think Dan Hughes fell down. I mean, these guys, Michael Cogden was like, I mean, you just, every fucking bit they had. I mean, mm. I can't really use that adjective enough right now because I was blown away by the effort that these guys put into that stone. It was amazing, yeah. bro. I love that event. I've always thought that was cool because it's very head-to-head, -head, right? Yeah. Um, it's very, you know, you, you can you can watch your competitor. You're literally face-to-face. Yeah. -face, yeah, right. And you can see him exhausting, and, and it gives you that little extra to get that over, and he yeah. sees you doing it, so he's, you know, and it, it really lends itself to giving everything you got. Yeah. Like legitimately, yeah. the, you know, the most that you possibly can. And I'm a big advocate for that. That's one of the reasons, like the only knock that I have, like we've talked about before on powerlifting is that like our, our numbers are kind of what they are going. We know right. we left the gym, we yeah. know, but like, there's no, like, I don't get to rep off, you know, for the championship, yeah. you know, th those types of things. I don't get to stare so that true. competitor yeah. in the face and be like, yeah. oh, you're getting tired, motherfucker. I got one more. Hold on. Hold on. And there was know? a bit of that going on. You, you could see it. it. Yeah. You could see it even it. in the video. I wasn't there, but yeah. I watched the video yeah. you posted for me. And early on, I was like, 
Oh man, like four or five reps in, I was like, oh, he's getting exhausted. Yeah. The other dude just whips it up yeah. over the bar, and all of a sudden he was like, oh hell no, and he gets it up, right. and you know. And, and, like, and sometimes you see those guys kind of go, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, you can kind of give see up, man. Just give drain up. Drain out yes. of their body, <laughs> yeah. all will. Because if you were lucky enough in that event and have the guy in front of you, kind of, you know, just that's all he's got, he's done. Yeah. You kind of got an extra break there. You kind of got about a minute break because the next guy would come in, the stone would stay on that side. Right. He had 15 seconds before he loaded the stone. So if you were lucky enough to be on the other side of the bar to the guy who couldn't load it, you got yourself a little break. Right. For some of them, it worked out pretty well. But it, it came down to the last three guys, of course, as generally most strongman shows do, that yeah. last event. We love to see that. I think Isaac had a pretty good lead going into it, but he still had to pull off 10 reps. Right. So anything could have happened. Yeah. Uh, and, and these guys just killed it. And it was so much fun watching Nick Best because if, if you watch the video mm -hmm. and you watch Nick talking to these guys and telling them to make sure they're tacking up because you lose sight of this when you're doing yeah. stones sometimes. Yeah. You got this big glob of tacky in the back of your hand. You forget it's there, you know? Right. But every time, every time a guy got a stone over in those hard moments, you saw Nick's face like he was living it with him. Yeah, for that was sure. so He's much fun to there. watch. Nick's a competitor, man, yeah. and he knows what it takes and he knows yeah. what goes into it. But beyond that, what, you know, reminding people to to tacky up, like in, in that moment after they get the bar over, the only thing they're thinking about is oxygen. Yes, because they just had that That's stone right. in That's their right. belly. Yep. They just gave it everything they got, and you can see the guys. You can see them physically thinking. Yeah, breathe, you know, in between breathe, reps, yes. and they forgot to do anything else. Right, you know, so yeah. like Dick's like, hey, hey, yeah, you know, <laughs> right, looking out for him. one competitor yeah, looking out for another he's, competitor. He's been there. He's yeah, been yes. there for yeah. a long time. For so. a long time, big as a house as as ever. Got a chance to talk to Nick for a bit, of course, and we talked about the podcast and stuff that he's got coming up. That lat's fixed. He's getting ready to do a big deadlifting, or he's doing a big powerlifting meet next week. Yep. And no doubt that deadlift's gonna be a big thing for him. Test that lat out. And yeah, I follow. I mean, I follow him on Insta, so I've been seeing his training and his comeback from that. I've been trying to get him on the show. To talk to him at the bottom yeah we'll get together for yep. sure but um so i've been watching his training and his comeback because i referenced him when we were talking about coming back from injury one of our episodes if you haven't seen that episode go back and listen to that one um talking about humbling yourself and he was a perfect example you know a six seven hundred pound bench presser tore his lat and he was he was bench pressing 135 and posting it on instagram you right know, just Humble humbling yourself yeah but, but yep. understanding how to get his body back and he's gotten his body back i mean he just tore it like the kern last year he, he, he so looks, he's put himself in pretty good position he looks as good as he has in the last 10 oh, 100%, years percent. it's amazing yeah. to see him and, right but now. he's he took it slow but he yeah. but he also he also progressed very quickly yeah. because he took it slow yeah you know so like i said yeah. i think it was the current last year i think we're coming up on the current so yeah i think are. it's like a year yeah, yeah. from the torn lat so yeah um, it, it has flown by like that yeah. hasn't it yeah yeah he was fun to chat with uh again just a, one of these ogs in the sport that you're glad he's still around you yeah know, he's a guy oh really, i love that dude he, and, I, and, i've said it before he's my favorite strong and he's putting uh i guess he's back he said they're back in talks now with the history channel to get that show back oh, on the road the, so the yeah, strongest yeah, guy in history yeah. or whatever yeah. i love that yeah. show i was wondering if they were going to do that um i don't know who cv is but he likes our show oh, um i was wondering if they're going to do that again um and I, I know like coordinating that because it was like oberst and him and 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 hall um you know yeah, and, Shaw and he's too, obviously yeah. in Shaw. Like, yeah. Half of those guys, those three of them are in America, and then and Shaw, you know, or um, uh, Eddie Hall is, you know, right. from England. So trying to coordinate all that, you know, but I didn't know if they were gonna ever. Well, do a lot it of again, guys but. with a lot going on too, but yeah, apparently, and I don't know if it's gonna be the same cast or not, and who knows. But I guess they just started talks with them about that. So Good, that I think it was a great show. Yeah, I missed, I, I missed seeing it. It was fun. It was cool. Not only, first of all. You got to see their personalities, which if you follow them, you get to see their personalities anyways. Yep. 
Um, but you've just seen they're they're literally just dudes that love picking up heavy shit and love challenging each other, yeah. which is fun. Yeah. Um, but also just like the history, not of just strongman, but just strength sports in general. I That's mean, right. like, a lot of stuff started in a bar with bar bets, you know, yeah. essentially and it became a sport, you know, and yeah, it, like it really kind of just pointed us in a direction of really realizing kind of where all this stuff originated. Yeah. from. Because in everything we see out there, powerlifting strongman in particular, Highland Games. These, yeah. these, this is a long history. There's a huge history. And it's so fun to kind of be a, uh, not only be a, and we talked about it the other day, we're witnessing that right now. Yeah. We're in this real cool sort of paradigm with strength sports right now, with the women, with some of the big yeah. lifts we're seeing, that 20 or 30 years from now when we're talking to our kids and these big things aren't happening like they used to, they're going to point back to this generation yeah. of athlete and go, you remember these motherfuckers? Yeah, and we got know? some things just, you know, we've got some things, there's changes coming to the sport. Yeah, there's changes coming to strongman. We we've talked about it almost seems like every week on the show. We do, we do about yeah. the things that are coming to make it more consumable and more you know uh, user friendly or viewer friendly, mm -hmm. more athlete friendly, safer, more lucrative, and and people are going to start putting these things into place. I think that these next four or five years is a is a is a big precipice, a big peak for strong. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I totally agree. And clash is obviously a part of that huge part of it. You know, that, that just, I just not, just not, not just the show, but just Anthony in general, just what, what, well, what well listen, I, and I say Anthony all the time and I want to point, I want to point a guy out that I don't give any, well, I don't give any credit to you. And I'm going to start giving a lot of credit to you because even Anthony made mention to it of him on his pot on the podcast that I did the interview. Mm -hmm. It was his partner, TJ. And I got a chance to meet TJ for the first time down there at Clash. And, uh, he, and of course, knew the show. He said, hey, great show. You know, I appreciate that. And uh, I will tell you what, TJ is a – man, he is a focused, focused dude, man. Yeah. And it it's the weirdest thing in the world. Anthony and TJ as partners, and I, those of you out there who know these guys, it's the weirdest marriage ever, right? It's like a mullet. <laughs> mullet. Party in the front, business in the back. Yeah. Anthony's the front, of course, right? Wow. He's the He's that – face of, of 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 clash and he'll be the first to tell you he couldn't get it done without tj because tj's the business side of it you know kind of like this podcast i was gonna say bit. you know there's it's always a little bit like this podcast know, i'm just saying you know. <laughs> but yeah he was a great dude man and got a chance to talk with him and I, I kept thinking wow what an interesting marriage that they have and what they're putting together out there right now and uh so yeah uh, kudos to you guys so the efficiency the time of the show it was over within two hours uh the fingled fingled fingers were uh, addition. I can't remember what they removed, but that was a last minute addition to the show as far as events goes. And I love those. Interesting. They were great. There was four of them. I can't remember what weights they went up to. Uh, the guys, there's some guys that blew through them, some guys that struggled. Our, our friend Sean got a little injured on uh, doing something he mentioned on that Sean Shoemaker. Oh, speaking of Sean Shoemaker, and he missed it because he was on the, at the very end of the show, he went up to Anthony and said, hey, I want to do the record breakers. I want to try to break the 105 record. Yeah. Which, of course, you know, even Sean knew it was going to be. You got to get that right adrenaline going for that. It was 925, right? Right. But he opened up with 826 or 827. I mean, conventional, no suit, knee wraps, and fucking killed it. Right. 40 years old now. Let oh, me yeah. remind you. Oh, yeah. 40 years old. After 10 events or five events on that first day. Yeah. Uh, this guy in the heat pulls 826. Yes. Crazy, man. Congratulations, Four, Sean. 40 years old. Yeah. 10 events. Battling a nerve injury. Yes. 
Like yeah. this, I mean, this yeah. it's well I thought documented. That was, that was one of my highlights of the week yeah. and actually watching Sean do that because I don't think enough appreciation goes into, well, his story in particular. Right. But he's no spring chicken, Sean. Sean no. will tell you. He, well, he's hurting getting out of bed the picture's anymore, not you know? back there. He's got a, yeah. you, you can see the yeah. speckles in the beard over there. Yeah. yeah. He, he, uh, yeah. Speaking of beard, Bob Schwantz, man, what the best beard in He's got this Viking thing going on. Bob, love your beard, man. I kept thinking I got to get Bob in the podcast somehow. We're going to get Bob on the podcast. But, yeah, congratulations, Sean. That was a great pull. Uh, Sam uh, Beliveau did 882 Circus Dumbbell. Uh, I met wait, Sam. Wait, what? 880, well, I'm sorry, 182. There you go. 18, sorry, 882. 182. Amazing, right? And she's a U82 girl. Mm -hmm. She competed the second or the Sunday there. I think she took second. Melissa Peacock took first. Nadia Stowers. I mean, these are the usual suspects, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, the women's class is splitting like the Red Sea right now. As much as we talked about the women's class overall kind of having this sort of – remember in the early shows we, we mentioned how it's kind of hard to identify who these people are coming up through the women's class. Right. I think it's safe to say now we know who these women are. Yeah. I think we can honestly go through every class and go, these are your top three or four, these are your top three or four. Yeah. There's no surprises now. Right, and these yeah. are – but the, 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 we're at that point in, in – speaking of the history of the sport and things like that, yeah. we're at that point in women's strongman where these are the three or four girls, ladies, women that are the ones that the generation after are yes. going to want to be like, they're the, they're the Arnold's of, of women's strongman. Yeah, that's a great way and, to put it. And, sure. and, and they're going to look to the Nadia's yeah. and they're going to look to the Melissa Peacocks and what they are doing is they are growing that pool. So right now it's three or four of the top girls and they're, they're always against each other and they love yeah. each other and have a great history together. Um, but in the next couple of years, these younger kids coming up, it's going to be 10 or 12 of these girls yeah. in every weight class battling it out. And, and that's what I, that's the, that's what I'm excited for, yeah. you know, in yep. the strongman sport is that just growing, seeing that growth. It happens in every sport, you know? Yeah. And again, we're witnessing it though. We're, Tiger we're, did it to yeah. golf, right? Yeah, like exactly. When Tiger exactly. Woods started winning, dude, kids nine, 10 years old started golfing. It was an old man Listen, sport until Tiger we're, Woods. We're seeing know? that. It's like uh, Detroit Muscle right now doing the kids camp every weekend yep. down there with yep. the strongman equipment. Yep. I mean, that's what we're seeing in the sport right yep. now. These are things going on behind the scenes that if a lot of you out there who are competing or in the sport of strongman or love the sport of strongman haven't recognized yet, stand back, take a look because it's going on in every, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. And it's going on from ages nine and up. Yeah. People are taking the strongman as a sport now, way more seriously than it's ever been treated. And these kids are now getting involved. I mean, shit, Detroit muscle had the kids doing a, uh, what was it? A, a like a four wheeler deadlift or something, it was a right? Deadlift. Well, car, with, with, with a, what with was a it? Power wheel. Power wheel. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how cool Heck is yeah, that? Yeah, dude, it's amazing. Yeah. And imagine these kids starting at that power wheel and moving up to the Hummer. Bro, eventually, you know, eventually, that's what I'm talking what about. Pulling, exactly. That's the amazing thing about it. Yeah. Um, it's, those are the people, man. Those, that's like Tiger Woods started when he was five, six years old, making putts on like the today show. And then he was the biggest thing in sports. And because he did that, like I said, it was an old man yep. sport. It was a retirement sport. All of a sudden kids, eight, nine years right. old, started playing golf. Golf's now evolved into what it is today. We've got different yep. champions every single year. It's a huge sport, multi-million dollars. Whether you like it or not, is irrelevant. It's relevant. Well, I, I'm more than certain these guys would love the multi-million dollar part of it. Yeah. And, and but that's where it comes from. It's the, yeah. these guys as much as it the, sucks for the these guys and does. girls. They're leading they're the way. Yeah, they, the are. Way, they are. But yeah. just understand that well, the people coming right. behind you, hey. they're going to thank you Yeah, be Kaz right now, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, these guys that even came yeah. before this generation. 100%. But they the payouts were big. I don't know what the guys made. I'm sure it was equal to what the women were, and we'll just leave it at that. At least it was. 
uh, Isaac uh, won the I'm 12 grand, right? And you know who he's dating, of course, Melissa Peacock. Mm. So they, you know, she power take, couple. That was a pretty nice, yeah, power couple. That's been coined a billion times, right? I, I got a great picture of him, by the way, before the events actually happen, because of course we make predictions. Oh. Everybody else got the picture after the events. I got it actually before, just That's, for the record, you know. okay? But uh, they went home with a nice little payday there. And right on down the line, of course, you know, the sure. second, third place did as well. Uh, but, yeah, that was a lot of fun to watch. And, and I, I was, uh, yeah, I, there wasn't a dull moment. And like I said, as I'm driving home, I'm thinking about, you know, what, what did I see there that I really, really enjoyed? And we just kind of hit on a few of those points. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, what did I see there that just rubbed me the wrong fucking way? Oh, we got some of them. I got a few of them. Okay. I got a few of them. Let me start with those damn Canadians and their pretty white smiles and their big quads and their well-groomed hair. Even you, Isaac, you know, you guys just look so cute and pretty, don't you? Right. Coming across the border and coming into the (laughs) U.S. and winning our shows as a couple even. That grosses me out. Damn Canadians. (laughs) Yeah, right. So, yeah, you and your pretty white smiles. Yeah, that kind of pissed me off. Not really. <laughs> Bar- beers were 450 and they only had one bartender. Whoa. That was terrible. I don't know. Not many people were drinking, Anthony. but I was getting a little famished myself. It Anthony, was hot out there. Come on. Now. I know. Come on. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Listen, it, it also, too, I, I had a chance to meet Evan Singleton while I was there. Yeah. And I will tell you right now, I was thoroughly disappointed. He's a jerk. He's not. What? It completely fucking broke my heart. I thought I was going to meet the biggest asshole uh, in the world because rumor has it the guy's a real prick. Yeah. Nope, not at all. Evan, I didn't have no problem with it. your him. game up, buddy. Ridiculous. I was so pissed off about that. That was, fuck. I was like, come on, dude. I thought you were a real asshole. You're I'm not. A dick. You know, Willie Wessels was walking around the show. Oh. Yeah, Willie was. You know, he's supporting with the United States Strongman and as a part of that group. Mm-hmm. And he happened to bring his younger wife, who was 30 years younger, put her in a bikini on the first day. So I just want to say, damn you, Willie Wessels. What makes you think that anybody wants to see your hot younger wife? Yeah. You Willie. old man. What's so, wrong yeah, I actually worked out with Willie uh, while I was there. So really? giving me some good insight on some things that were coming up. I can't share them right now. Really t- tongue and cheek kind of stuff like, or what do they say? Lock and key. Tongue- oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't well, say hopefully it. Hopefully he fixed the stuff we told him to fix. I think he did. I think he said it. I think he said it. He said, hey, guys, I listened to your show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I That's want you to know I fixed everything That's you told me to fix. probably what it was. Yeah. yeah. But no, that was great hanging out with those two. That was a lot of fun. And he's coming up to the Great Lakes, of course. That was three. Whoever's keeping count of the Great Lakes tonight. Uh, I said it at least three times. Yeah, and then uh, I will say that they should have passed out sunscreen. Then they didn't because I got a little burned while I was there. Well, that's your fault. Yeah, well, Aaron West, their announcer, got a little burned too. Thank goodness Aaron wears a sweater every time he does a show because nobody shaves his back. It's the hairiest fucking back and strongman by far. I mean, mean, the guy was just covered in, I mean, outside of his neck, right? He had like a little streak on his neck, true redneck while I was at the uh, event this weekend. So yeah, somebody uh, help Aaron out there and shave his back. I, I, I don't think he's married anymore, so he probably needs somebody to help him out in that department. And then of course, Nick Best, you need to actually buy shirts that fit. And I feel sorry that Anthony didn't give him a shirt because at first I thought Nick was actually painted his shirts on. Wait a minute. Yeah, our friend Nick. No. Yeah. Yeah. Did I, you see a shirt he was oh, wearing? Oh, yeah, it's a great shirt. I mean, I bet you his little brother right now is really pissed Listen, off that he took his entire wardrobe you know, with him. If you yeah. look like Nick Best at his I age. know. I'm just kidding. The dark <laughs> He's a huge man. He's a, He's big a huge guy. man. Yeah. That's, you know, that's yeah. the one thing that I'll, I'll never get over, man. These guys are giants. They're giants, bro. They're you giants. You cannot, until you go meet yeah. them and shake their hand, 
these guys uh-huh. are yeah. literally larger than life. And you say that about a lot of athletes. When you go watch football players, you're like, man, they're a little bit bigger yeah. than I thought yeah. they were. That's so true. Or you see an actor and you're like, I didn't know that actor was 6'3". But you, when you meet a strong man, a professional strong man, the Shaws and the Bests and the Obers and everybody except for Eddie yep. Hall, they are monsters. And They're Eddie monsters. Hall's a monster. Dude. Dude. Eddie Hall's a big deal. I'm going to post a picture because uh, <clears throat> Evan was such a dickhead. He actually sure. took a picture with me, asshole. <laughs> and uh, he, um, <laughs> anyhow, yeah. the I, look like his, be... I look like his little brother, man. I'm like up to like maybe his like armpit or something. The, it's you fucking know the, crazy. The headlines on Yahoo Sports tomorrow yeah. are going to be like, Jim Life Media calls Evan Singleton an asshole. Five times. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. No, he was a great guy. We had a lot of fun hanging out. He's a, he's a, he, Evan's a cool dude. He really is. I put, probably shouldn't be saying that because that's his shtick. He wants everybody to hate him. And probably. I'll get, we'll get back to hating you, Evan, at some point. But after I have you on the show, because he's going to come on and do an interview with us. So, and then, of course, uh, I guess that's pretty much it. I can go on and on about the things that just really pissed me off about Clash. But, right, because there was a lot of clunk there. There was a lot of clunk there. But as you guys know, uh, in jest, of course, because that show was bad fucking ass. And we can learn yeah. a lot from that show. They pulled it off. Yep. Uh, it went well uh, as far as the spectators were concerned, as far as us there. And the athletes would tell you the same thing outside of the little thing with the record breakers at the very end. I was thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with what I saw there. Right. Uh, and that's, that's to butter nobody up. It deserves to be mentioned over and over again that Clash right now in that Clash series is the series in the United States that everybody needs to be looking up to. And we should all get looked forward to as far as all these new events they got coming up over the yeah. next year and get ready for this clash on the coast again next year. Cause I, there's no doubt in my mind, TJ and, and Anthony are coming up with some really big fucking ideas. And, and I've heard some of this shit kind of floating around. I can't wait till it kind of comes out of the ether a little bit and falls on this table and we can really start talking about it. But I know they're already thinking about some real cool stuff. Yeah. So the official, the official, uh, the official answer to the question and the title of this video, Clash or Clunk? Clash or Clunk is it's a clash. Yeah, it's a clash. Yeah, That's right. Sure. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Um, other than and listen, that, we don't, we don't grovel at the feet of anybody. But you got to call it when it's good. But when man. it's good, it's good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I mean, listen, I've had, I've had my qualms with Anthony. You know, I there's things I didn't agree with. Yeah. And. Yeah. Uh, and so it's nothing about that. If the, if Clash was a shit show, I would say Clash was a shit show. Yeah. It just wasn't. No, it really wasn't, man. They, they pulled it off. They pulled it off in unusual circumstances. That was the kind of show that anything could have went wrong at any time, and it could have just fell the fuck apart. Oh, and it could have went majorly, majorly bad, wrong. and it didn't. Yeah. It didn't. So congratulations, TJ. Congratulations, Anthony. Congratulations.